Hello and welcome to Dialogues in Dermatology. I'm Dr. Lauren Council, your Editor-in-Chief. We have another exciting podcast for you today. We hope that you enjoy. This is Stephen Chen from Dialogues in Dermatology. I am excited to be sitting here today in Columbus, Ohio, where we are hosting a joint Ohio Dermatological Association and Academy event called the Career Launch Bootcamp, which is really geared toward senior residents as well as junior faculty or senior residents and junior attendings in terms of tips, tricks, and basically survival mode for how to succeed as a new dermatologist in the field. In doing so, we've been blessed with a bunch of wonderful speakers, and so I'm excited to bring some of those conversations to all of you out there in podcast land. And so I'm excited now to be joined by Dr. Shannon Trotter from uh, Oakview Dermatology. I'm excited to be joined by Dr. Shannon Trotter from Oakview Dermatology, and she gave us a wonderful talk about how to be successful. And I'm excited to hear more from her in more detail about some of the things that she told us in her talk. So rather than give you her introduction, since I have her right here with me, let me just turn it over to Dr. Trotter to see um, if she could tell us a little bit about her own career path and how she got to where she is now. Dr. Trotter? Thank you, Dr. Chen. So again, I'm Dr. Shannon Trotter. My career path has definitely been one that's had ups and downs, but it's really taught me about how to define success for myself, which I think is the most important lesson anyone can learn. Success is a relative term. You have to find out the things you value in life, both personal and professional, in order to really fulfill your definition of success. After I completed a fellowship in cutaneous oncology at Boston University, I was recruited back to come to Ohio to run the pigmented lesion clinic. Very important to me, especially for location, for family, something I highly value. And I enjoyed running the pigmented lesion clinic where I had aspirations of being in academia full time, being an expert in melanoma, research, but unfortunately personal things made me take a different turn. My dad developed an illness, he wasn't doing well, and as a result, I actually moved my practice to be closer to him. So I had to put aside my definition of being successful and had to redefine that. It led me to an area that's underserved in Durham. It also led me to develop new skill sets and caring for my dad and balancing my work and my life, but helped me redefine success and find meaning in serving my patients that didn't necessarily have any dermatologic care, but also provide time with my dad, which was very important to me. Over time, that evolved, and I actually joined private practice because we started to get busier and the hospital couldn't accommodate our needs. And I also developed an interest in academics again on the side, where I was able to participate now in the dermatology residency program with Ohio Health. So overall, it showed me that success can be dynamic, it changes, you have to be open to it, and as long as you keep meaning and values the same that you believe along the way, you will continue to be successful in life. I think that's a wonderful sentiment in terms of thinking about what success really is and what it really means. One thing that struck me in terms of hearing your story, going from a fellowship at BU, continuing on to an academic position, and really redefining what success means for you is that transition might be difficult for some listeners or for you or even for myself. 
how was that transition for you? Was it was did it feel abrupt or was it was it kind of a gradual thing that just made sense over time? And I imagine it's probably different for other people too. It definitely was difficult. I think for anyone when you have a mindset that this is the path you're going to take, you already have an idea of what things should be, but unfortunately life often hand, hands you things that you surprise you along the way and you realize you have to learn to adapt. I think, you know, historically, if you look at people that survive, you know, horrendous events in life, how do they get through it? They find meaning in that. And not that switching from academics to private practice or working with a hospital was horrendous, but it was a new shift. And to figure out how do I make sense of that, I had to find that meaning. And when I looked at where I was and working with patients that didn't have any dermatologic care and also the opportunity to spend time with my father, it rather became quite simple. It was like the light bulb came on where at first yes a lot of resistance a lot of frustration and a little bit of selfishness you know this is where I wanted to be or what I thought I should be doing Mm -hmm. and to completely change that really was a challenge for me to really get on board with a new idea but in life I've learned you don't really have choice sometimes you need to get on board and what happens along the way can be astounding where success finds you in another way Absolutely. I love the way that you frame that in terms of your mindset. It makes me, even though it's not exactly the same thing, it makes me think of that concept of growth mindset. It Mm -hmm. makes me think of that mindset of just being open to other opportunities and really jumping at other opportunities when they might present themselves, even if they weren't necessarily what you originally thought. Can I ask, what were your support structures? Who were the people or or the things that really helped you through these difficult decisions at times? My colleagues at Ohio State were very supportive. So my chair, Mark Bechtel, was very supportive. He knew how important my relationship with my dad was and how it was sort of a death, if you will, for me to kind of shut the door on academics for the time. And that being said, so was my father. I think he was reluctant to let me shift my career. I might have been a little, I would say, maybe less likely to tell him how maybe disappointed I was with the shift in my career because I didn't want him to feel like it was a burden to come and be with him. Even though I struggle with that, I think that's human when you think you're going to do something and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I need to put my interests aside for somebody else. Because I am somebody that wants to live without regret and the one thing I would have regretted is not going to help him. Absolutely. Shifting gears a little bit, something that you said in your your talk that I really found helpful for myself was the difference of reactive versus responsive Mm -hmm. in terms of dealing with the example used was with a potentially difficult patient Mm -hmm. but I think that that can also be applied to a lot of other things in life in terms of how do you how do you respond or how Mm -hmm. do you react to things and um, do you mind sharing with our listeners what that difference might look like and how that helps you on a daily basis Mm -hmm. I think we're human people so we're full of emotion it's one of the blessings we all have Unfortunately, I think emotion can be very blinding and destructive, though, at times, too. Emotion's great. You have a wonderful event. You're joyful. Um, You have something that's sad. You know, you cry. You process that. But also things that kind of irritate us or upset us. And it's very easy as doctors because we like to be in charge. We like to be right. And when we're challenged, we often can have an emotional reaction to it. We feel threatened. We feel undermined. The example that I like to give is a patient who comes in that you might have been treating for a long period of time. You struggle to get them better you feel like you've gone through the laundry list of items, but yet they still don't seem satisfied. I had a patient that came in with seborrheic dermatitis, struggling to get better, came back and said, you know what, doc, I try tea tree oil. It's the perfect solution. Why didn't you recommend this? I'm not sure you know what you're doing. And immediately my response wanted to be more what I would say is reactive. I want to say, well, of course I know what I'm doing. I went to school. I know how to treat this. I've successfully treated subderm how many times? And I just wanted to show them I was right. 
But instead, I chose to kind of sit back and let that process through me. And instead of reacting, I chose to do a response or I chose to respond. And with that, I'm more thoughtful and I'm more purposeful with trying to have an impact. And so I said to the patient, I said, you know, that's a good point. Tea tree oil does work for some patients. If that has worked well for you, I think it's perfectly safe to continue. And if you don't feel like you need to come back in to be reevaluated this time, I think that's okay. Just give me a call when you think you need me. And you can see the difference in my response. I think that's valuable no matter where you're at in life. That can be dealing with your husband, dealing with your partner, a coworker, dealing with your patient, dealing with the turmoil of healthcare as it is now when you're frustrated with insurance or prior auths. If you can have more of a response as opposed to a reaction, we can be much more productive. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that that's such a great lesson for all of us who, I don't think there's anyone who's a practicing physician, be it dermatologist or not, who doesn't deal with a lot of those frustrations, both from patients, but as you said, from the medical system, or just issues with family, issues with loved ones. And when I say issues, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be small things that just fester over time. Um, one thing that I really took away from your talk that I think was great was just the shifting, something that you've talked about, the shifting priorities over time, about how when you finished fellowship, you know, the, the priority really became location, mm -hmm. because that was really about being close to your father, um, as opposed to uh, academics at all costs. And it mm -hmm. did end up being an academic position, mm -hmm. um, but just thinking about how we define what is important to us and how we respond versus react to all of these stressors that are in our lives. Um, do you have any other tips that you would kind of um, distill down for our listeners, be it uh, senior residents or junior, junior attendings, any tips that you've had that you've learned over the last few years of practice that you think really encapsulate what, the message that you would try to send? What I would say is definitely success is your own personal definition, but also keep in mind that success is not just professional. I think personally you have to feel a sense of satisfaction because they overlap and they sort of trickle into each other. Many people think they're successful professionally, yet they struggle in other areas of life, so you wonder how successful are they truly. I do think you have to be open, as you mentioned earlier in my point, to adapting that flexibility that your definition of success may change. As I took care of my father, then I became a mother myself, and trying to figure out, well, what is success for me now? It's definitely different than when I first graduated medical school or went on to fellowship. So if you can be open to know that success can evolve over time, and sometimes life is going to handle you different situations to be successful, I think that's really the key to manage everything. I think that's such a great lesson to learn too. And I think just sharing my own personal experience too, after my, my wife and I always laugh about this too, because we met in college and the things that we were so obsessed and upset about in college now are so inconsequential to us. Now that we have two beautiful children, um, we have our own careers to worry about, um, but we go back and we think about that. And at the time it made sense. At the time that was our priority. And those things just change over time. And it's okay for those things to change over time. And it's okay that we obsessed about those things when we were younger. So I think that's also helpful too for me is to look back at my own path and to realize that the path that I took is okay. And that it's not like I made a mistake anywhere along the way. It's not like I put emphasis on the wrong place, uh, in the wrong spot, um, but that everyone will have a different priority at a different time in life. And that's, that's how you can be successful. 
Um, one, the last thing I wanted to potentially close on is actually the list of tips that you gave our residents as well, um, such as joining organized groups or organized medicine, um, in terms of finding a support network, any other tangible things that you might share with our listeners? I think all those are very important, and I would really emphasize the value of the support network and organized medicine. I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's just a club, it's a fraternity mentality, and try to explain to them, no, there's actual people that care for you, they care for the profession, they care that you're successful, and they're working every day to give tools, whether they are tangible things you can go find online and a guide or a kit or a toolkit, or they're actually working at the legislative level. They're doing different things to ensure that you have tools to acquire success. And I would tell anyone, just keep in mind the definition is yours, and it may change over time, and you have to be open to that. And if you are open and learn to adapt and develop that meaning, you will be successful in your life. And don't compare. I think that's the one thing to end on. Everyone compares about maybe their colleague that's in academics that now has these publications and this um, type of reputation that you want to get. That's maybe what you want at one time, but you also learn what you have. You work with what you've got, and then you may be in private practice or somewhere else. The comparison game can be dangerous. Focus on yourself and your own sense of fulfillment, and don't worry about others and if they even consider you successful. You're the one that's going to decide if you're successful or not. Don't give the power to anyone else. I think that's amazing advice, and I think that's a great place for us to, to end our discussion, unless there's anything else you want to share. No, that's great. Uh, but thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Trotter, uh, today at the event, and of course, um, via podcasts on Dialogues in Dermatology. For all you listeners, please tune back next time for another episode of Dialogues in Dermatology for some more tips and tricks for our junior attendings in dermatology, as well as our senior residents. Thanks again. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Dialogues in Dermatology. This is Lauren Council, your Editor-in-Chief. For more podcasts, including bonus issues, check us out online at the website of the American Academy of Dermatology or through the Dialogues in Dermatology app. You can now also sync your subscription to your favorite podcast app. New podcasts are released each week in addition to our monthly JAD podcast. We hope you enjoyed these new options for listening to Dialogues and the increased content for your listening pleasure. Thank you.